0: New Crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to episode 12 of The Crew. It's your girl Josine Anderson, host of the show, and today we've got another special VIP on the show. It is Titan Safety two-time pro bowler Kevin Byard in the building, and we also got ESPN reporter Teron Davenport to join us in that discussion. And before we get started, I always like to let you know where you can find us. Make sure that you download the Odyssey app to find our podcast or wherever you get your pods, or if you like to watch on YouTube, go to www.thecrewnyc.com that URL will take you there but for no more waiting going on right here we're going to bring on the boys for a crew call Well, wow, look a look a who's in the building, Morris Chestnut. We gotta
1: uh, we gotta deal with your bloviating this morning. We we, we got a smoot sighting. We got a smoot sighting. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Commodores yes, won, know. and we got a smoot
0: sighting. With his coffee? coffee, Morris. How are you feeling after your Eagles won another game?
1: Uh, listen, I'm, I'm encouraged with my Eagles. Um, I'm really excited about what we're doing. Um, you know, they're, they're playing the way they should play. You know, you, you, you play a team that's, you know, struggling a little bit. Um, I always root for Mike Tomlin and his teams. Um, so I didn't, you know, sorry we had to do that, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we did what we had to do.
0: Uh, Fred, uh, he, he sounded a little laid back this morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it was a little, he's on the West coast. We got to give him a break, but that sounded like yeah. that sounded like a smooth brag this morning.
2: Uh, well, you know, at the end of the day, just like Morris loved to get on Instagram and lift weights. He a front runner, just like the, the Philadelphia. Oh, I not know this. Oh, yeah, of course. He I'm gets on runner. that does He gets I'm on that sets of curls and all kinds of stuff. Hashtag stay healthy. That's front runner. Front runner.
0: Oh, okay. Did I miss <laughs> this? Because all this time he's been telling us he'd be in the gym popping up hoops. And I'd be I just got back. I just got back. To him making that one see,
1: bucket. Shake. I just got back from the gym. I just, oh, He's so drinking that milk of magnesia, that milk of the poppy.
0: So you claim. I hope you didn't pull your hamstring. Let's go on the crew headline. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I don't know if you guys caught Monday Night Football, but Morris, I know this yes. segment's gonna be difficult for you. The Browns <laughs> won 32 to 13 over the Bengals. Yes, they did yes. not have Jamar Chase, but it felt like Miles Garrett was just playing out of his mind They end up getting five sacks as a defensive unit on Joe Burrow. Fred, what was your impressions of the Browns win over the Bengals?
2: Uh, I thought the Browns came out in the battle, the battle of Cleveland, the battle of Ohio. Uh, I thought they came out and played well. Uh, nobody wants to get a Browns the chance since Deshaun Watson not quarterbacking, but I think they forget that these guys got draft picks. These guys got some guys that can play. Don't forget they traded for Deion Jones. They can play defense and they can run the ball. Nick Chubb could be one of the best in the league. So at the end of the day, they can beat anybody at Ibogaine and Sunday. I just think the Bengals are overall the better team. They didn't have a better night.
0: Well, that's interesting. Why, why you make your face like that, Morris?
1: He said the Browns
0: are playing what kind of football?
2: Uh, they, play, they playing old school football. Good defense, running the football, and, and that's how they beat you. They shorten the game up and they bludgeon you. Right, oh, that's yeah. what they're doing.
1: Last, you're right. Last night they did. They played, they played that football last night. Congrats.
0: Uh, okay, but but the, the here's the thing.
1: Oh, uh,
2: hold up, uh, See, Hold up, I, Morris. Yeah, why, do, why, do, why do you hate the Browns so much? Morris, I, why do you-
1: I, I, I don't hate the Browns. But see, listen, this is what it is. Oh,
0: God. you know, you have
1: to call things that you know, call it like you see it, right? Last night, they played a good game, they played a really good game against the Cincinnati Bengals team that was surging, you know. But the Browns, look at what they've been doing this year. Before last night's game, they were two and five. And they didn't, the only game they had against a franchise quarterback was against the, um, was against the Chargers. You know, they lost to, they lost to Mariota. They lost to, uh, uh, Flacco. I mean, they lost some some pretty bad games. So, yeah, they had one good game. Yeah,
2: yeah, the defense plays the quarterbacks. The offense plays the other defense. The special team plays special teams. So it ain't about the quarterbacks that you play. It's the teams that you play and do you beat them when you have a chance to beat them. Right now, we got, we got five or six teams that got above 500 records that's not making the playoffs. We got two or three teams in the NFL that got below 500 records that's going to make the playoffs. Wow. We see it
1: every year. Right, you're right. Let me. You said the offense plays the defense, and the defense plays the offense. Yep. And Cleveland had a chance to come back and win those games with uh, Jacoby Brissett, and it didn't happen. But yep. what, what are now What are the teams that are above 500 that aren't going to make the playoffs, and what teams below 500 are? Tell me about that.
2: All right, all right. If I had to pick some teams that's above 500 right now that's fugazi, I would pick the the New, the new York Giants. Feel like a fake diamond chain to me. Oh wow. They, 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 they,
0: they, Hey, the New York they went Giants went to Seattle. They had to travel, so it's a little uh, explainable. Uh, they're, they're the one that had to go across the country northwest, so that's yeah. difficult oh, for any team that does that. Losing to the Seahawks, we're talking about.
2: I, 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 first of all, the New York Giants feel like they should get the Golden Booger Award. So do the Seattle Seahawks. Feel like you know what? The one thing about a booger is worthless. If you put gold around it, it's still worthless. And that's what I'm saying when it comes wow. to these teams. But we're gonna have a couple teams dig themselves out the grave. Uh, listen, Tom Brady is one person I have. Learned over the last twenty plus years, never to doubt. I, I, I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna sleep on Tampa Bay. They starting out terrible, but I think they can come back. Green Bay, not so much. I think Green Bay actually stinks. Garbage truck dude. Who's other
1: team team that's below five?
2: Uh, Five hundred. It could. San Francisco gonna be a dangerous team. Nobody gonna want to play San
1: Francisco in December. Nobody. I I agree with that.
0: Okay. Well, here's, I just wanted to say this really quickly uh, about the Browns. I think after they had that uh, last minute collapse against the Jets, psychologically, I really think that that impacted them though. They did beat the Steelers after that. And then they went on this four game losing streak, but I have to give them kudos because a lot of pressure has been put on the defensive coordinator, Joe Woods. I think they really stepped up in the last game though. They ended up losing it before uh, obviously Monday night football. I uh, love to see Amari Cooper get off five receptions for 131, but right now, just based on where they are on the AFC standings. It seems like their path has to be through the AFC North. We saw the Ravens acquire Roquan Smith and add to that team. So, I mean, he is just the the tackling machine. Even though everyone's getting on him for representing himself and and Lamar's representing himself, who they're going to put the tag on and the money issues coming up, you know, with the Ravens, I I still think that just like you say, you know, you feel like the Bucs can turn it around, Fred. Why can't the Browns turn it around in time for Deshaun Watson's reemergence week 13 at the Texans? It's old team, by the way.
2: I don't think they can turn it around because, one, I believe in the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm -hmm. Two, I think the Ravens are the class of the group. I think they're going to continue to get better. Uh, So I can't put the Browns in there right now. I just think it's too much going around. And let's be honest, when Deshaun comes back, it's going to take him four weeks to get back in football Mm -hmm. shape uh, he will not come out and just be Deshaun Watson. They're building really for next year. I don't, I don't see this team. Foreseeing this team being somebody that's going to make a run for the playoffs, and I don't, I damn sure don't uh, see this team being a threat.
0: Well, I, li- I like the energy that they played with. It-, it reminded me of what they showed you. They can be in the first two games of the season when they did win without Deshaun, wa- without, excuse me, uh, without Deshaun Watson and rather doing it with Jacoby Brissett. So I-, I still like that energy. So you you never know. And at the end of the day, you only got to win by one point. Uh, really quickly, let's move on to the Packers. As we know, today is trade deadline day. That has to happen by 4 p.m. Eastern. A lot of teams making potential uh, moves, at least we'll see, leading up into the the deadline um i would rather say that teams have made moves leading up into this week um yes, what have. should the packers they do have. they lost four straight i was at sunday night football i saw the game against the bills they've had 15 drops by receivers uh right now they're not getting any more than 18.1 points per game which has them 26 uh do they need a wide receiver in if show is that jerry judy brandon cooks aj green obj what what, what do you think morris
1: I don't think there's a wide receiver that's going to change the fortunes of the, of the Packers mm-hmm. right now. I think they're a reeling franchise. Um, I think their defense is not playing well either. It's not just the offense. And they had a great wide receiver last year, and they, they still got bounced in the first in, the, in their first playoff game. So I think they just probably need a, 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 a rehaul.
0: But they paid all that money to Aaron Rodgers. Should they be throwing in the towel already, Fred?
1: Uh,
2: yeah, he's a grumpy diva. He's the girl that you don't want to date. He's the girl you don't know you don't like her until you actually start dating her. It, it, it's just too much, too high maintenance. Now I, I got a fix for Green Bay, but it is not one person. You're gonna have to bring you gonna have to trade for Brandon Cooks and bring in OBJ. They're gonna they're gonna force your number one to become your number three. Uh, and that and that changes what they can do. And you're talking about two veterans that can come in and within a week learn the playbook. And they need some sure-handed guys with some speed. This is not a one-person fix. If they're going to fix Green Bay, it's going to be by signing two veteran receivers, not one.
1: Well, let me ask you about this, Fred. Let me me ask you about this. So how realistic is it Hmm. for uh, two receivers to come in in the middle of the season Mm -hmm. and learn the entire playbook?
2: Uh, It's it's very realistic from a guy like Brandon Cooks, who've learned eight playbooks since he's been in the league. It's realistic for OBJ, who's a veteran who can sit down and you just give it to me for 15 minutes and I can be wherever you need me to be. It's realistic for them, but it's not realistic for Jerry Judy, a guy that's what second year in the league. I can't trade for him because he won't be ready for weeks. But these veterans, they are plug and play. And I think if you get Aaron Rodgers some sure-handed receivers like these two guys and a guy like OBJ who's going to demand, might not demand a, Double team now, but his presence alone will open up some passing lanes.
0: Yeah, but I still like what I saw from their offense. So they did not end up ultimately beating again, uh, beating the Bills when they ran the ball. I mean, obvi- did, did you? I mean, they still got 143. Yeah, and I still still
2: got no gray hairs, but they ain't giving me no award. At the end of the day, Green Bay stinks, and it's about time that they stink because guess what? The most overrated franchise of all time is the Green Bay Packers. I'm just going to be honest with you. 40 years of quarterback, and guess what? We've been on this, this blue planet of ours for a long time, and we have never found 32 guys that can play quarterback the same year. They do I mean, have
0: injuries, though. Right. Christian Watson, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. I'm not saying those Everybody are the top
2: Know, my grandma, but- my grandma twisted her anchor the other day walking down and said everybody is injured right now
0: mm-hmm. right but at the but at the end of the day that's at that key position so you're trying to find you're trying to find the rhythm with the other guys and all i'm saying is is that at least in the meantime when they started to run the ball was at the game you saw that's when especially against the bills because of, of all the places where they are really strong top in total defense top and scoring defense top and passing defense the running defense is where they, they had you know the weakness and so so they were able to exploit that for a time ultimately they did not end up winning really quickly uh, before our guest kevin Bayer, comes into crew crib let's move on really quickly to the raiders josh mcdaniels right now not having the best luck as head coach he had to have a talk with the owner mark davis after the game but ultimately the owner did reaffirm that mcdaniels is not going anywhere right now the raiders are two and five fourth in the afc west are you concerned morris about the raiders and does josh mcdaniels just have bad luck as head coach
1: I'm concerned about the Raiders, but I don't know if it's if it's bad luck on Josh McDaniels' part. I'm wondering what type of what type of a coach he is, what type of a head coach. He seems to do well as an offensive coordinator, but when it comes to the head coaching position, he seems to struggle a little bit. I mean, this Raiders team, the the last the interim coach last year had them balling out. You know, they they they, they came on towards the end and they made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now you have all that talent. You added Devontae Adams, and then actually, and then you're you're struggling on offense. I I I, I don't know. I have to question Josh McDaniels.
2: Well, see, that's just like Mars not to look at the whole. Picture. He plays in pictures, but he won't look at the big picture. He go to big, <laughs> big picture. Darren Waller. Darren Waller hasn't played all year. That's your security blanket for Derek Carr. You uh, your grandma, because-
1: injured? Your grandma was injured too,
2: right? Yes, my grandma twisted okay. ankle. Uh, right, but yeah, but so
1: is, injuries are part of the game, Fred. You just said
2: and, and, it, really it, is. it is. But I'm I'm giving you the whole story. Okay, right, not ahead, not ahead. only did they lose one of their best, if not their best player on offense, they learn in a new offense. They learn in a new coach. Uh, a lot's going on right, in, in in Las Vegas. And let's not forget they're playing in the second hardest division in football because the NFC mm, East is the first. No, right. no, so, no. I, I
1: can't, Fred. I can't go with you on that. First of all, isn't didn't, didn't um don't the Giants that the Giants learning a new system? Do, have the, do, the Giants ah. have, do the Giants have receivers out? And I can't give you – and they're playing They're playing in a very tough division. They just lost to the Saints, the Saints, who were at the last place in their division. So I can't make excuses for them. They're out there. They play the game. They should win that game. That's a game that they should have won. They battled against uh, Kansas City. They could have they they came close to winning that division then, game. Has, has That's the
2: division game. You don't division games are unlike any other games. They don't matter what your record is. They don't matter what anything is. When you play the division game, these teams are very acute and very like in sync with what the other team does. So it does I, I never judge a team by what happens in the end of the division game. All right. I'm saying is the talent is there in in Las Vegas. It's just going it takes patience, man. Like everybody I wants agree. their team to flip over every year right now. What if you what if you Los Angeles Charger fan right now. Y'all was set up to win the Super Bowl this year and y'all ain't did
1: nothing. Excuse me. I agree. They're underachieving. They're underachieving. Some te- some players and teams are overachieving. Some things are, are, are underachieving. Look at Geno Smith. You know, he's overachieving right now. The Giants, they're overachieving right now. The or Raiders. maybe
0: Gino's playing the way we, he's supposed to be playing when he actually like gets a I real
1: think, opportunity.
0: And, what if, and at the end of the day, Josh McDaniels is not like we don't know about his offensive expertise. And I don't know that you can question him as a corporate head, just because right now, the ball is not bouncing their way. I mean, at the end of the day, he does have the amount of rings that he does have. And, and I think he has learned a lot in terms of what happened in Denver when he was the head coach in 2009, 2010. Remember, starting off hot 6-0, and oh, they ended up uh, finishing that season 8-8. Eight and, eight. and after after that season, he ended up apologizing to all the media when uh, yes. he realized that he was, you know, too egotistical and he couldn't get along with Jay Cutler, Tony Scheffler, and Brandon Marshall. And you see right now for him, after that game when they got shut out by the Saints, to kind of issue that widespread apology, put it on him, try to talk to the guys. So I, I actually seen, though the result is a loss, that he has been a you know, knowing what he has to do there you go. as a leader. So actually, just because it's not working their way to me, I've seen leadership quality is just not a win.
2: Listen,
0: good, good. Sorry, up what?
1: I like the Raiders, you know. I I still have a (laughs) soft spot in my heart for the Raiders, but you know, you have to question. I mean, to get shut out by the Saints is great, it's great that he's accountable for what he's doing. And I've been rooting for Josh McDaniels and the Raiders this year. You know, um, it's it's, it's great to be accountable and and take uh, responsibility, you know, for what has transpired on the football field, but they should not have been shut out. By the saints, well, I don't sometimes hey, hey, i just hey, have a chance.
2: Shut out, game. Points, shed, shed out points. A loss is a loss, it, it doesn't matter. A loss no, is it a loss,
1: anyway. It still you might as well not even show up uh- no. in the locker room.
2: They're gonna get that check come today. It's like
0: you shouldn't have showed up for that basketball game where you had no points and made no buckets in that game that you just had at the YFCA. I don't, I don't anyways, we're that. getting ready to go to the other side on Crew Crib where we got our <laughs> VIP guest, two time Provo Titans safety Kevin Byatt in the building and also ESPN Titans reporter Teron Davenport. Let's go to the Crew Crib. <laughs>
1: All
0: right, all right, all right. Look who we have in the building, Big Kevin Barr. What's going on?
3: Not much, man. I'm listening to y'all. Y'all over. Y'all, y'all getting started early. (laughs) (laughs) Ah,
4: Hey, hey,
3: hey,
1: Kev. I'm just surprised Smoot showed up, man. You know, his Commodores won, so he showed up. Hey, 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 man. Where's Smoot? Where's Smoot? Hey, don't start that. Hey, hey, Kevin. Let me tell you
2: this: I am the bearer of true news. The rest You're of these not. people they, they they live in the stars. I'm I'm here to give everybody the real, and they can't take it. All right, say
0: hello real he the to, uh... oh, yeah, 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 the Commodores. Oh, I'm
1: oh, sorry, yeah. that's not the name. Not
2: the no, that ain't our name. Hey, 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 Man- hey! Birdman oh. told you. Man- Birdman told you. Put some respect on our name. Put some respect
4: on our name.
0: Let's also welcome in Teron Davenport. What's going on, Big TD?
4: what's up what's up sorry buddy hey smooth much respect man the commander's game i saw i looked down i'm in the press box i look down and i see you in the crowd mixing it up with the fans that's what's up man. that's how you man, do it. Well, you know what you're a good dude i feel your energy already baby that's
2: what i'm talking about let's, let's get morris the hell out of here all right <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, well, listen, Kevin, we appreciate you coming on. Obviously, really quickly, we want to give you preps, uh, props rather for the uh, the win this past week, and you also got another big one coming up against the Kansas City Chiefs. You guys were able to start to turn things around, you know, from how things started at the beginning of the season. First and foremost, I just want, before we get into all that, just tell me how you were able to turn things around this season. I know you guys got your first win. Uh, what was that, against the uh, Raiders? Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um- yeah, so, you know, obviously didn't start the year the way we wanted to. You know, we lost the Giants game by a field goal. And then, you know, next week got, you know, pretty much got embarrassed on, on Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills. It was a great team, obviously a Super Bowl contender. Uh, once we got back to Nashville, I want to say it was either – it was the Wednesday meeting, the Wednesday morning meeting. We kind of, you know, as the captains, me, uh, Derek, Jeff Simmons, Ben Ben Jones, a couple guys, we asked Coach Brable like, hey, man, can we mm-hmm. – we started the morning meeting just players, no coaches. We just want to start mm-hmm. the morning and, and, you know, just kind of address some things we feel like we need to address, you know, to stay of the team, being 0 and 2. uh, feel like some things that we need to talk about just as players with no coaches. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it worked or not, but we won five straight sets. Um, and we've kind of mm-hmm. got on the roll. Uh, and I think we just kind of found our identity. We know on offense, we got to run the ball. I mean, we have a, a future Hall of Fame running back, and Derek Henry, we're going to ride him until the wheels fall off. Uh, and on defense, man, we were giving up a lot of big plays on the back end. And, and once we stopped doing those things, our run defense is always stout. Uh, we feel like we can, we can play with the best of them. So uh, that's been the formula for these past few games. And uh, we're going to have to do the same thing in Kansas City, man. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, they're a very explosive offense. So we're allowing Patrick Mahomes to do what he does, his, his Houdini stuff, and uh, just throw the ball over top on us. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. So we had to make sure we limited all those big plays and obviously run the ball, control the clock. All
2: right, Kevin, this ain't that type of show. We're not going to get on here and ask these football questions. I'll we ain't doing it. all We it. are going
0: to ask Fred, some football. We gonna let, be let, doing, Fred, we gonna, let Fred do what he does, Kevin. We ain't
2: going to be doing all that. First of all, I want to say this. Hey, been keeping up with your career. Very underrated. All pro, you do your thing. Now let me ask you this question because I had a similar thing going on in my career. I was met. I was paired up with Champ Bailey. I was paired up with Sean Springs. I was paired up with Antoine Winfield. And I played in certain markets. When I played in the Minnesota market, I got less love than I did in the Washington market. Do you think one reason people don't constantly say your name at the top of the safety thing is you play in a small market in Tennessee?
3: I mean, that's 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 for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I get a lot of love you know, in Nashville. And obviously, you know, I, I play college football 30 minutes outside of Nashville. So my yep. my my fan base is in a very small place. But obviously, you know, I've been all probably been to Pro Bowls. But, you know, think about it, man. If I play for, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Or, you
4: mm-hmm. know,
3: somewhere in L.A. Or New York market, you know what I'm saying? it For sure, I mean, I probably would be, you know, I don't want to say how big it would be or nothing like
2: that. but i um, tell you but, how big it will be. They'll be talking about you like they talk talking <laughs> about Ed Reed because you put the plays out there. You go out there, you make the plays, you change the game for your teams. Like, sometimes you can't be as humble as you want to be. At the end of the day, I give you your props. If you was in a bigger market, I'm sorry, you would have way more pub.
3: No, man, I I appreciate that for sure, man. But, you know, it's just one of those things where you can only worry about what you can worry about. Like, I mean, I'm I'm blessed. And now because I look at it as like a blessing, like, man, I played college football 30 minutes and then went straight to Nashville. And obviously, you know, I hope to, you know, end up retiring here and and living in Nashville. So, you know, I I can I can care less about the what ifs and stuff like that. But you did make a good point, though. I definitely for sure feel like if I play for a bigger market, you know, my name would be definitely bigger than what it is.
4: Can't be on a national scale, Mike Vrabel, they they look at him like, you know, some type of bravado guy, macho, et cetera. Give us an example of the way he makes those emotional deposits with you guys and why you guys play so hard for him.
3: I mean, everybody's seeing the moment with uh, him and Ben Jones in, in the tunnel. It's crazy because I was just running off the field, and uh, I was just running by because Vrabel always meets us. Like, he tries to be the first guy back there. I mean, obviously, he, you know, shakes the hand with the coaches, but he takes off to the locker room, tries to be – to, you know, kind of shake everybody's hand as we're coming in the locker room. So I'm running by and I'm you know looking forward to seeing him. And I just see him and Ben Jones just hugged up, you know what I'm saying? So I just kind of tap him on the shoulder and keep it pushing. Then I finally seen the actual clip that was on, like, Paramount or whatever. And I kind of noticed it a little bit when I walked by. He was he had tears in his eyes, you know what I'm saying? And obviously Ben Jones was battling his behind off that game. He was, he was actually throwing up in the locker room right before we came out. He was cramping up on the field, had a knee injury, and all types of stuff. Then and he finished the game and battled his behind off. But man, vrabel he mean—he's—he's he, a—he's a player's dude. You know, what I'm saying he played 14 years in the league. Yeah, yep. so it's very easy to buy into everything he's saying. He develops relationships with everybody on the team as, as many players as he can for sure. Um, but you know, he's in lunch room. You know, sitting down at the table with his eating. You know, eating breakfast and stuff like that. Like. You don't get that in a lot of places, man. I did not had a lot of players that come on this team from other places, and they was like, y'all head coach actually comes in here and, and sits with y'all? Like, yeah. Kenny Vicarra was on the team, he said he never just had a full conversation mm. with Sean Payton. And I and I ain't no knock mm. on Sean Payton, nothing like that. But he just said, like, bro, I never really just – the only time I ever had to talk with him is when, you know, they didn't resign me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like,
2: when you get in trouble you, or something. Yeah,
3: yep. exactly. You know what I'm saying? But he builds a relationship with all these players, and we appreciate it.
0: But Kevin, so do you find it interesting, though? Because when A.J. Brown came on our show, he made a comment about uh, Mike Rabel and his time in Tennessee and said that it wasn't fun up there, and that's one of the key differences he feels like he's experiencing in Philly. So how do you feel about that? When she a shit-starter, Kevin. She a shit-starter.
2: I daughter. know I'm just reminding
0: them about what A.J. Brown said. That, yeah, that, yeah. that bite went a little viral from the show. So I'm just curious, <laughs> if, you know, based on the way you just depicted your head coach, mm. how do you feel about that?
3: No, actually, I did see that, man, and it's crazy because, like, AJ, he's definitely a playful guy, for sure, and I think, you know, when you talk about throughout the work week, you know, it's time to work, and it's time to play, and obviously, you can see in Philly, man, those guys is having a ton of fun, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, because obviously I seen him, he was doing an interview, and he was saying, I guess he did on ESPN, he was talking like how you know, they be practicing their dances and stuff like that all through practice, like, that's one thing Bravewood is not finna really to be going for, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like certain things that you know, he probably see guys over there doing a dance routine. He's like, what the hell? We need to be working. We need to be doing something. Like, And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's that's like, you know, kind of – he got coached by Bill Belichick. I mean, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So he's used to seeing things the way it used to be. And, I mean, in the locker room, we have a ton of fun. You know what I'm saying? We always in a locker room joking and laughing. We bumping music. Uh, T.D. being in the locker room, we bumping music and stuff like that. But, you know, as far as once we get on the practice field, it's usually all business. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not on the practice field practicing celebrations and stuff. That's why when DB's Christian Fulton catch, all we do is run to the end zone and take a picture. We don't be having nothing choreographed or nothing like that. We actually talking about that. We need to figure out what we're going to do for our next celebration once the defense get a turnover. But, no, yeah, I mean, think- AJ, AJ got his opinions. And you know I'm, saying? I'm not saying that that's not true or not, but, you know, I just think every organization is a little different. So I'm pretty sure in Philly, you know, things are a lot more freely, you know, whatever it may be. But, you know, in Tennessee, once we hit the practice field, man, it's all business.
0: Mm, I know, but I was just curious too, like is there ever a point to when you've had a coach for so long where the message you know can get a, a little stale and that's what I was you know wondering at, at the beginning of the season what was kind of going on and if there was something that needed to be turned around you know with that respect, especially if you know the head coach is such a hard driver and, sure. and what have you. So did you I mean especially and you are a le- leader on that team, so is there mm-hmm. ever a time where when it was becoming stale?
3: No, nah, I don't think it was the message or nothing like that. We really just wasn't playing well to be 100. Like, but like I said, I mean, the Giants, I think uh think they just lost a game. So I think they were what, five and two, six and two mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. We lost those guys by a field goal. You know, we're literally a field goal away. We missed the field goal. But, uh, you know, we're a field goal away from being what? Six and one. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So mm-hmm. obviously we did not play well against the Bills. That's just, you know, point blank period. We got got blew out. We didn't play well any size of the ball. Um, But. We're still a really 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 good football team like you know what i'm saying like i don't care about what the stats say uh there's all these stats that's about like you know we're always winning close games and eventually mm-hmm. that's gonna start going all the other way like no that's just the way we built i nah, I've been think lovey smith, smith made a comment to the game said, oh we wasn't ready for the titans physicality you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. that's that's how we want to play football and when you're talking about later in the year december January, when guys are hurt, guys don't really want to hit like that. It's cold outside. Those type of stuff win games later in the year, and I think that's why we're starting to get on the roll. So, uh, yeah, but I don't think his message gets still. I think he does actually a pretty good job of keeping us locked in on, on you know, on the task at hand. So, uh, no, nah, I mean, like I said, I, I I personally feel like, man, we're literally a field goal away from being 6-1 and, mm. and probably going to this game trying to be the number one seed. So, hey, we've been winning, so, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You guys,
1: so you guys have a, a your quarterback, Malik Willis. You know he's, he's he's young, got a lot of raw talent. I'm rooting for the brother. Yeah. Do you feel extra pressure on the defense since he's since he's so inexperienced going into a big game like this, or is uh the old boy coming back? Uh, I mean,
3: I don't know. We'll see. You know, I, I ain't about to be out here breaking no injury news or nothing like that.
0: But, uh...
3: <laughs> no, uh, no, no, Malik is young, man. I think you know he still needs a little bit more time to develop. You know, he's still you know coming from college. You know. Liberty University obviously has a really good school, but you know, they're just used to spread offenses. Uh, it, it's different in the NFL, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, but he, man, yeah, he obviously, he's our scout team quarterback. I mean, he has a rocket arm, he's very accurate. Uh, and, and he's a real cool dude. Like, if you ever meet meet with a man, he's super humble, yeah, um, because he's the type of guy that you would want to end up leading your organization for sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I want to I say it puts more pressure on us as a defense because I feel like you know, pressure just means you, you only feel pressure when you're not prepared. When yeah, going for the games like we know we meet as a defense, like, hey, this is what's about to be our you know, Ryan Tannehill's out, Malik's gonna be starting. We got to make sure that we hold up our end of the bargain, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, but at the end of the day, we was able to run the ball, run the ball with Derek. But you know, as a defense, man, we confident every single game. I don't care who the quarterback, honestly. We look at it yeah. like, shoot, if, if our offense scores seven points, we should win the game, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're in a locker yeah. room pissed off because we didn't win the game or we didn't make enough plays to stop those guys. So, um, that's just kind of how we, we we vibe as a defense. Uh even, obviously, we won the game, but we was upset that we gave up the touchdown at the end of the game in garbage time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gave up a big play. You know, Brandon Cooks made a great catch. But, um, yeah um, we? I'm, I'm upset about that. Like, I'm obviously I'm trying to celebrate the win. But deep down in my mind, I'm in the locker room. I'm, like, I'm kind of pissed off about we gave up a touchdown at the end of the game. I mean, we was going to end the game with their quarterback only having sixty some passing yards, they end up with like one one eighteen or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that's what I was I was kind of upset about that, but obviously I celebrated the win with the guys and Malik got his first mm-hmm. wins, NFL star. and obviously Derek uh, is breaking all type of records and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, as a defense man, we're just confident. Okay. Hey, you know
2: what? You know, usually when you start out talking about great players in the NFL, you got to bring up a Mississippi State Bulldog and that oh Jeffrey God. Simmons. That, Ooh, hey, yeah. that, 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 hey, that Jeffrey Simmons, no, he comes off of that ball. He's another guy that I feel like doesn't get all his props. But let me ask you this. You say you, you, school, you was a 30 minutes away, so you've been in Tennessee a long time. If mm-hmm. I wanted to move to Nashville, what would be your selling points to get me to Nashville? Because I, I sell the DMV all the time. I love Washington, D.C. Yeah. I ain't never leaving. I didn't play too Many taxes. I ain't going nowhere. Now, what's the good part besides the country music awards when it comes to Nashville?
3: I'm gonna keep it real. Like I'm not even really into country music. You know what I'm saying? So that's that. I wouldn't be selling country music. You know, I don't really go on Broadway or nothing like that. uh Obviously, that's something that tourists do. You know, it's, it's yeah. a pretty cool deal. You know, it's bachelorette parties every single day of the week. um But to be real, like I said, I was in Murfreesboro, which is Thirty minutes away. I've been there since twenty. I got there in twenty eleven, um, mm-hmm. and obviously it's twenty twenty two now. I've seen the growth of this city go like bananas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so we're literally at the cusp of this city about to become. Like I personally feel like, with the next five years, this is going to be like Atlanta. You know, it's going to be a big, big time really? city. I mean, it's already super crowded. Um, yeah. I mean, you got all these different luxury markets coming to the Four Seasons, Rich—they building up hotels, condos. I feel like you see a growth of a city when you start to see Ferrari dealerships and Lambo dealerships coming out. <laughs> so the money's here, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I mean, well, we don't know about no Lambo
0: dealerships here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the the restaurant scene is crazy. Um, like, man, it's it's a beautiful city. And obviously, I mean, it, it's Tennessee. Uh, you don't have, you know, you're not dealing with. I mean, obviously, Florida is a, is a whole nother deal. But you ain't got to worry about, you know, hurricanes or nothing like that. Uh You 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 get a great fall, obviously it's fall time right now, it's beautiful outside, beautiful sunsets. Uh And it's just, you know, it's kind of slowed down. It's not like, like I said, it's not like the DMV. You're not worried about, you know, I can still get the get the work in the morning in a reasonable time. I don't gotta be waking up five in the morning yeah. uh, to try to, you try to <laughs> beat Lord. out traffic and stuff like that. So right. it's still one of those cool cities, man. So like I said, honestly, man, when I'm done playing, I'm probably gonna end up, you know, I'm probably gonna be out here, man. I'm probably gonna be living out here in Nashville. It's a great city. And you honestly see a lot of retired players end up moving out here to Nashville. A lot of them, people that didn't yep. even play here, they mm-hmm. they live out here. I think Jared Allen has a house out here. Uh, mm-hmm. People that played for team for eight, nine years and played their last year in Nashville, they mm-hmm. understand out here. People love it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's cool, man. It's, it's Southern living, man. Everybody's nice to you. You ain't got to worry about them rude folks up in in in, in the D. M. V. area. <laughs>
0: uh, well, T-D, T.D. knows about T.D. T-D, T-D knows we about, worry
1: uh, about one every week, and his name is Fred
3: Smooth. What hey hey, hey hey
1: stop all that
2: hate and it's tax free Amy it? it's Tennessee is tax free so that's it, it. That's it. Yeah.
0: hey and TD lives I, I forgot there to bring Duke... that one up. yeah what yeah the tax free part and and obviously yeah. he knows about cars because he just got his new little bright blue uh what is it a Camaro what what was the Duke's of Hazard blue car what you get TD hey stop that hate
4: it's you know it's <laughs> a Pepsi t- 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 blue Camaro you know had to treat myself I signed a oh, new contract no in July didn't. so I said you know I'm gonna treat hey. myself.
2: Hey, Teron, no, you didn't. You know what? I said it. it's two cars that drove by nothing but pricks. There's Ford Mustangs and Camaros. How did you get the car
4: of the prick? Hey, look, man, <laughs> that, that stereotype stops with me, man. I'm definitely about <laughs> a prick, so, you know, it,
0: it stops there. <laughs> so, so, TD, I know, uh, what's the name was talking about? KB was talking about Ryan Tannehill. What, what is the latest that you can tell us as far as the expectations with the injury?
4: Yeah, the latest is it's very possible that he could play the, the main thing last week, honestly, was was the stomach bug. That's what kept him from practicing on Friday and kept him out of the walkthrough on Saturday. So and that's why they left him behind. So that's the main thing. As long as he could get through that, there should be a good chance because, you know, he had the ankle tape during practice. We didn't see during individual period, but you know, there were some things that he was doing during the actual practice itself.
0: All right, well, y'all also got a big game coming up against KC. It's interesting, though, because I have seen, you know, some of the wide receivers come along. We've seen Juju, Juju uh, have 100-plus receiving yards in the last two games, especially since those OBJ rumors started uh, swirling, and uh, v- uh, Valdez Scantling had 111. Uh, Travis Kelsey also had 98 in their last uh, game and win against the 49ers. What's sticking out to you on film, especially with the fact that they, are you know, had to reacclimate and adjust a little bit to the departure of Tyreek Hill?
3: Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is that even when Tyreek Hill was there,
4: mm-hmm.
3: the offense always kind of ran. I mean, my, in my opinion, when he really needed to play, he's going to Travis Kelsey. He's always been that always. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, future Hall of Famer himself, really great tight end, one of the best to ever do it. Um, but like I said, I mean, they – and obviously it definitely starts with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that guy's, he's I mean, he's he's one of the best, you know, quarterbacks in the league. He's always creating plays. Like you say, he's kind of like Houdini. He just kind of pulls stuff out of that. Even when the plays break down, he just knows how to find his guys. And just like you said, Juju Smith is coming along now, uh, Scantley as well. Uh, I just think as far as the defense, man, we have to make sure that we're not just giving up those big plays. We have to make them earn it. We had to make Patrick Mahomes be Houdini to beat us. That's what it has to be. Don't make anything easy for him. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we have to stop the run. They got like three running backs that they're using uh, that are pretty good. We have to stop the run first and foremost, make them one-dimensional, and uh, make sure that we just you know, we gotta. I mean, obviously, we're gonna have our eyes on Travis Kelsey, we gotta know where he is every single play. We gotta hit him, we gotta jam where the zone man. I gotta press him, I gotta do everything I can to try to stop him. So, uh, but yeah, man, this is an explosive offense. Uh, I think they got like the number one pass offense in the league right now. Uh, but it's crazy, man. And this is this is a weird stat. I was you know, talking to my coach, like, I, I played Kansas City, what my rookie year, we beat him my rookie year, uh, beat him in the playoffs 2017. So in the regular season, we we beat them, but they obviously beat us when it counted. They beat us in the AFC Championship game, which is crazy. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we can continue that success we had, you know, in the regular season with those guys. But, man, this, this game Sunday night is going to be electric. Mm. Man. Kansas City, the games I played in Kansas City, those are probably the loudest games I've ever been a part yeah. of. Yeah. When they, yeah. they get to that pregame and after they do the national anthem and they get to doing that, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> that.
0: <that's
3: laughs> that. yeah, when that happened, boy, it was so cold out there, I thought I was in the movie. It was like, yo, <laughs> this is that was one of those welcome to the NFL moments, like, bro, I'm in the lead, this joint is crazy, like, oh, yes, yeah, yes. so, uh, now, nah, but this game gonna be electric, man, it should be a great environment, man. Hopefully, we can pull out the dub.
0: And that's not trying to figure out what is really going to be different because, Kevin, there are a lot of times when this team has finished strong in the regular season, obviously hasn't gone the way you guys wanted it to in the postseason. So especially with everybody looking in primetime, what I mean, what is going to be different or what do you feel like some signs that you have seen that lets you know potentially, you know, it will have a result different from what you've experienced in the postseason before and maybe even showing this game on Sunday night? I don't
3: know, man. I just think like you know, every year is different. Every game is different. You know, obviously last year, you know, we was number one seed. Um, we really felt like we was gonna win the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like we was making plans, not necessarily making plans, but like you know, we always have our like our little rookie dinners and stuff like that. We like, hey man, we just gonna have our rookie dinner in L.A. We are gonna play it in L.A. because we are gonna be in the Super Bowl. Like we really yeah. thought that was the year. And uh, obviously we had some shuffling with the roster. Obviously AJ's in Philly now. Um, and and it's just every year is different. Obviously we're not having the passing numbers that. We used to have, but we're still yep. winning games. We're just finding ways to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the bottom line. Like, I don't know what's, what's going to happen this week, but we kind of know our formula. We know we got to run the ball. We know we got to be good on defense. And that's kind of how I just feel. Like, we don't really – we're not going to – I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, man, we have this guy and we have that guy. And we're – our numbers, look at the stats and the analytics and all that stuff. No, we're just literally just finding ways to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the bottom line. We're going to go into this game confident, feel like we're going to win the game. And uh, we're just going to, you know, roll it out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody in the whole entire country thought that we was going to beat them last year. Uh, I think it was like 27-3. to 3, You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, who knows what's going to happen on Sunday night. But, you know, hopefully it ends with us winning the ball game. I don't care what the play. I don't care if it's 6-3. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we just got to go out there and win the game. Like, we don't, we don't count stats, man. We count W's and L's. Like, at the end of the day, when people look at – you know, my career for at the end, how many games did you win? Like, be caring about oh, what, was, what was the passing, what was the pass defense stats? Like, <laughs> Nobody.
2: Nope, like, uh, who, hey, hey,
3: who won or lost yeah. the game? You know what
2: I'm like, if, as, as a leader, retiree. As a retiree, you're right. You're correct. They don't care about <laughs> how any exceptions you have. They don't care about nothing. Anytime I get around the old heads, I was around Art Monk, Ricky Clark, all the guys from uh, uh, the past last week. Yeah. And all they ever did to me was show me that wing. I ain't even have a damn red ring to show them and combat it. I was <laughs> like, listen, the old heads don't show you that ring, brother. So I hope, you know, your, your quest to get one, you
3: in end with a the, with the ring. Absolutely, man.
0: And really quickly, speaking of wedding ring, one of the things that and if I'm ever talking to TD about you, one of the things he always says about you, Kevin, is man, Kevin is such a good dude, man. You know, he always got his stuff together. He has his things together, talking about just how your life and how you balance things, even personally, you know, off the field. And so I would just wanted to ask you, you know, what do you feel like is kind of key to you or integral to you to, you know, maintaining your balance um, you know, off the field, you know, obviously we know that you're married and you have kids or what have you, mm-hmm. but something that's really important to you that you do in your day to just kind of maintain that as well.
3: Yeah, I man, I think, you know, obviously, first and foremost, it starts with my faith. Um, just my faith has just grown. Uh, and my Christian faith has grown over in just the years as i have getting older and more mature. Um, you know, I pray every single morning. I do my daily devotionals. And a lot of it is just priorities. Like, what are your priorities in life? You know what I'm saying? Like, I you know I have our team chaplain that I talk to all the time and I was telling him like I was struggling with like doing my daily devotions every morning because it's easy when you get into routine, especially as a football player. You know, most of your days are kind of set up the same way. And I was like, Yeah, man, I like I do it one day and then you know I miss another day. He was like, you know, you have to make it a priority, you know what I'm saying? You wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? I'm like, I brush my teeth. Yeah, because it's a priority, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like you just had to make sure your priorities in line. And, you know, me right now, I have a lot of things on my plate. You know, obviously I have two beautiful children, uh, married. Those things come first, first and foremost. Like when I get home and I mm-hmm. joke and laugh in the locker room with guys, I'm like, man, when I get home, I clock into my second job. You know what I'm saying? I don't go home and just
0: go mm-hmm. hop on,
3: on, on video game, play Call of Duty. Like, no, that's, what, that's not what I'm doing. Like, I go home and my kids run to the door and I mm-hmm. spend time with them. I spend time with my wife. Uh, because it's a priority to me, these things are more important than, you know, being being this NFL football player, you know what I'm saying? So I try to keep my priorities in order. And, uh, you know, just over in, in earlier this summer in June, my mother passed away uh, unexpectedly. So sorry you know, to hear I appreciate it. But, I, you know, I'm nope. kind of dealing with that as far as family, uh, making sure I'm checking in on them. So it just realizes that, hey, man, beyond this football stuff, man, I'm. you know, we're, we're people, we're humans. And, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of things to be thankful for. And I just try to wake up every morning uh, with gratitude. And uh, that's one thing that my mom really was expressing to me uh, before she passed away, just how grateful she was with, you know, her children all doing well and things like that. So that always mm-hmm. try to that always brings me back to center. So uh, I don't try to get too caught up in all this other stuff, man. I, I, I love my family uh, and, you know, it's fake family and football. That, that's just what it is for me.
0: And it's funny you say that because I feel like a lot of people have been talking about that, too, when just witnessing what happened with Tom Brady. A lot of people had jokes about how he was playing, you know, in their last game when they were losing. And then the very next day he came out and issued the announcement that he and Giselle had gotten a divorce. And it just kind of put a lot of that in perspective. You know, people weren't necessarily laughing, you know, as much because <clears throat> it, even though he has accomplished a lot, it, it is real. It, you know, no, be- no.
2: Well, people have to understand we are people. All right? Just because y'all look at us as, as sports entities and y'all look at us just go play 16, 17 games a year, no, we are people. And that's why I think football players are so attached to their teammates in their locker room because when you look at that locker room, you're looking at 52 other guys that go through these same exact things that you go through. And you need your family. You need your faith when you go through that because nobody wants to hear that I'm going through a death in the family when it's week 12. But I got to right. keep on going. and I got to I mean, they minimalize everything that's going on I just give our football players props for just keep on going and keep on grinding right
0: all right well Kevin we appreciate having you come on into the crew crib and much luck against the Kansas City Chiefs as you guys continue to turn around your season and do well as we always expect and you know you're always a VIP welcome guest on this show so thank you for coming on
3: appreciate you absolutely man thank you all man it was fun i, I love what you guys are doing here man it's pretty cool listen
0: kevin listen kevin we appreciate having you come on you go ahead and do what the rest of you got to do on your off day we appreciate it before you go really quickly just say what your name is and you're watching the crew
3: hey kevin Byer from the tennessee Titans, man and you're watching the crew
0: All right. All right. All right. We are moving on to the final takes. Before we do that really quickly, I just want to say uh, we are sorry to hear the news of takeoff and amigos passing away last night. Very sad to wake up to that. These young rappers, boy, every time we see something going on, not just whether they rap or not, but it's definitely a tragedy to hear. And also the son of Mike Zimmer, Adam Zimmer, uh, their family this morning announcing that on Instagram uh, that he passed away. So we have um, a death, unfortunately, oh, wow. in the NFL family. Any quick thoughts mm-hmm. on that, uh, Fred? You, you did play for the Vikings.
2: Uh, you know, prayers go out to anybody dealing with death. And, and when you're dealing with uh, the, the rappers today, that's a dangerous profession. It, it's, yeah. it's dangerous going to the military right now. I would just say to these kids that you not learn from Tupac and Biggie. At the end of the day, you are an entertainer. Go entertain. But the violence has to stop. Yeah
0: all right uh really quickly too I just want to ask what you feel like is the game of the week uh TD we know that you'll be covering the Chiefs uh and the um uh, gosh uh, the Titans uh, the Titan. I know I'm sorry <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm still my, my brain just got a little bit of a brain fart there and obviously I've got Monday Night Football in terms of the Ravens and the Saints uh Morris uh who are your Eagles playing uh
1: the Eagles this we have Thursday Night Football to so where we play uh <laughs> The Houston Texans.
0: Oh, okay. So that, so, so that should be a definite win. Are y'all moving on to what nine and oh? No, no,
1: there ain't no definite wins. You know, you never know. A lot of people thought Cincinnati was going to win last night. You know, it's going to be a tough game. We just have to go out there and play our best.
0: Fred, what's the game of the week? Who are the Commanders playing?
1: Who
2: are we playing? Hell,
1: I forget.
0: Oh, so now <laughs> you don't get on me for forgetting. Now, now you don't even know what the hell you. Commanders the, the play the, the
2: Vikings. Right, first of all, we play my other team. We play my mistress. See, see, Washington was is my wife. I right? in, in in Minnesota. My time there is my mistress. We play Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, you can come the home. The Vikings
0: are doing well, Morris. You might have to win. worry in the NFC, Morris. Hey,
2: right, but guess what? They gonna lose. The Vikings will lose. I'm gonna tell you why. Kirk Cousins is a front-runner similar to Morris Chestnut. His name is is Kirk Chestnut, and the thing about it is we will win that game. I'm just sorry. We match up well against them, and and nobody's hit Minnesota in the mouth, and that's what you got to do. You got to hit Minnesota in the mouth. I
1: thought it's Minnesota. Are they undefeated? in the mouth. Thank you, TD. Thank you. Hey, 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 hey. hey, But Morris, let's be honest. Really Let's be
2: honest, Mars. Let's be honest, Morris. You don't think y'all are going undefeated, do you? No, I don't. I don't. All right, all right. Let get that correct.
0: Again?
2: Oh, they're going to
1: lose like three games, yeah. four games. They will. Lose. I, I'll tell you this. We know the Commodores aren't going undefeated. Yes, <laughs> yes, we will. Listen, man. divisional games. The are,
0: coming are,
2: hey, the divisional oh, games are dangerous. Divisional games are dangerous. It's like fighting your, yeah. your little brother. Your little brother knows your moves.
1: We have we have we have games against the Giants, the Cowboys, and of course the Titans. We we yeah, play the Titans it's be tough. Uh, the Commanders. Mm-hmm. The who? Commanders. Oh come on now, Commander is, is your game. Is, the game.
0: Is, of the Lionel, week, Richie gonna start, Lionel
1: Richie going to be starting. Lionel Richie going to be starting at quarterback.
4: In the heat of the night.
0: Anyways, anyways, TD is your game the game of the week.
4: I would say so because oh, it's okay. a matchup of two of the top teams in the AFC. It's prime time football too. And it, it's two different styles. That's what I like. And I, I feel styles make fights, and the Titans are that type of team that punch you in the mouth immediately and then jump on you. I, I can see them winning that game just on the strength of Derrick Henry because he's he's back to running the way that, that he's been. And that offensive line is doing what they have to do, reestablishing that line of scrimmage. So
0: I would the say – yeah, I know I'm looking for in your game, Is just to kind of see how the offense plays because, especially as we move, we're going to get past the trade deadline today. But as we move towards the OBJ sweepstakes and what decision he ends up making, is it this year? Is it next year? Should it be the Bills? Should it be the Titans? Should it be the Cowboys um, or what have you? Um, I would love to see how this offense performs and if they're really uh, in need. I've been hearing some things about uh, Valdez Scantling going on behind the scenes, but then he did come up with a big uh, 111 receiving yard game against the 49ers uh, and whether he would. Slot in there better or along uh, with uh, Stephon Diggs, you know, in that team or with the Cowboys, you know. So I, I, that's kind of also what I want to analyze it for. What, what you about to say, right?
4: Well, remember the Chiefs? They traded for Kadarius Tony, and that's a conditional pick. I, I think it go up to a third round pick or something along those lines. And mm-hmm. Tony went healthy. He's a young playmaker, but everybody forgets about my man Sky Moore. He he's out of Western Michigan. That dude telling the Titans DBs he'll address you at the line of scrimmage. You come up and try to jam him. So uh, I'm gonna see what happens there. Yeah. Well, we
0: appreciate Mm -hmm. y'all listening to the show, Uh, Morris. We know you got to go. Is there anything you want to say on your way out? Uh,
1: No, I think I'm looking forward to seeing the Chiefs game, and I'm I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna specifically watch the Commodores play this this week because I have to come back. and, I, and we need to take a picture of Fred because if they lose, we're not going to be able to find him next week. So take hey, a hey, of Fred, check this out. out and remember it. Hey, you know what? I'm going to start a charity this
2: week. I'm starting a charity, and we taking chest hairs, armpit hairs. We're going to make sure Morris get a head full of hair before this season over with. All right. <laughs>
0: All right, well, listen, we definitely right. appreciate everybody. Come on, and especially uh, Kevin Byard, our, our MVP guest in the uh, crew crib, and also you, TD, for coming on. Uh, I know you've been appreciate driving it. around Tennessee showing off that blue Camaro, whatever the heck it is. Uh, <laughs> rolling the whip. You are not a prick. You enjoy your car. You do you. So for Morris Chestnut, Fred Smoot, and TD, I'm Jocene Anderson, and we are out. Peace.
4: Thank uh-huh. you.